Hello, listeners. Jordan here. I just want to let you know that you can listen to Nighttime early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Include it with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. You are tuned to the Nighttime Podcast, focused on the fringe of Canada. Hello, listeners. I'm here today to expand on a story that was featured in the most recent episode in my Keep Canada Weird series. And yes, this is about the rather uncomfortable situation that surrounds the transgender high school teacher in Oakville, Ontario, who wears the very, very large prosthetic breasts. This is a video captured by a student at Oakville Trafalgar High School showing a teacher instructing the class on how to use a saw. The teacher has been documented on several occasions with what people describe as very large prosthetic breasts with protruding nipples that are clearly seen through form-fitting clothes. The teacher's appearance has been the subject of reports from the New York Post and Network News in the States. Students tell CHCH that this is a constant topic in class. The entire school. Like every single class that I'm in, the teacher is like the topic. The thing is, in the dress code for HCSB, like it says you need to wear opaque clothing. There are pictures even of the teacher where you can completely see her nipples, even the color of, like, you can see the color, you can see the shape. It's ridiculous. What started with viral online photos, evolved into international news coverage, and now, like seemingly every hot topic that affects society, it has devolved into disorganized protesting and public gatherings. In short, Trafalgar High School has recently become the venue for protesters who are against all sorts of things, this particular teacher's form of gender expression included. Unfortunately, for interest at nighttime listeners, we have a friend who was there and documented it all, and tonight she's going to tell us about it. We first heard from Toronto-based lawyer and guerrilla journalist Karima Saad during the past series covering Queen Romana's siege of the Peterborough police station. Well, Karima also attended the protest outside the Oakville Trafalgar High School, and she graciously agreed to join us and tell us all about it. So let's get to it. Tonight, in this episode of Nighttime, we're going to be joined by Karima Saad, and our topic is the Oakville Trafalgar High School protest and the teacher whose very large breasts are at the heart of it. Karima said, I don't know if I don't know anyone else who makes a, a hobby of attending some very weird rallies and protests quite like you do. Uh, before we get into this particular protest, uh, other than other than this, what have you been up to lately? You, you've been on the show last um, talking about Queen Romano's attack on the Peterborough police station. But I'm, I'm sure the last, you know, four or five weeks of your life have also been interesting. Yeah, I, I less. I mean, that was the apex for sure of my summer. Um but, you know, there's been a couple of uh, rallies in Toronto uh, on a weekly basis, actually. There was some feuding and infighting 
with respect to the worldwide rally. So two competing events happening mm. at the same time. Uh, mm. But then they eventually converged. So it was like, you know, a whole uh, a whole thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's been I've, I've been all right. Thanks for having me back. No, this is this. I'm excited to have you back because this particular protest that we're going to talk about this evening is, uh, oh, it's quite the story. Um, this the story of Miss Lemieux, the Oakville Trafalgar High School teacher who is um, biological male, who I who is identifying and living as a female. As far as I understand, I've it's hard to really to get a lot of the backstory of of who they are and you know what has led to this but ultimately the photos and videos of them in class teaching with extremely large prosthetic breasts are making the rounds all over the internet uh gaining a or creating a whole lot of discussion before we get into the protest against this teacher's ability to work uh, in that kind of attire. Let me just ask you how you first learned about Miss Lemieux at Oakville Trafalgar High School. Um, probably where I get most of my news, so from Twitter. Um, and, you know, at the outset, I kind of, I, I didn't particularly want to delve into the story. Mm -hmm. um, to me, it seemed like rage bait from, you know, right wing sources mm -hmm. uh and and i was not playing paying close attention um until somehow the the quote-unquote freedom movement mm. um like latched onto this as an issue and said that they would be protesting outside the actual school mm. uh and at that point i i wanted to see how that would manifest because through the speeches and signs that I see on a weekly basis, um, I wasn't altogether surprised that there would be opposition to this. Mm -hmm. uh, but from what I was aware of online about the actual situation, it also seemed like, you know, broken clock is right twice a day kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I had to check it out and, you know, didn't, want that to be the dominant voice and I think a lot of people are, are having trouble with this issue because people want to be sensitive and inclusive and I think that those are very important things to strive for um, but at the same time navigating a situation like this um, you know where one is tethered to common sense on some level uh, it, it's kind of a minefield and knowing what to say how to say the right thing this is a discourse that has evolved quite rapidly mm. um and is very contentious and i myself i'm not an expert on on gender issues but uh you know i i do follow the freedom movement so mm -hmm. that's how i landed up yeah and that, that's something we'll get into where the, the protest outside of the school it seemed to be a protest about a lot of things kind of framed around a protest against this individual issue now I'll, i will tell you i don't know if you've had a similar experience but when i first came across this story i, I saw it just getting shared like photos and the video of um of the teacher cutting wood with the prosthetic the large prosthetic breasts like 
almost getting in the way. I originally thought it was like photoshopped and I almost ignored it. I think I just kind of scanned past it. But then as the image kept popping up, I was in like, what is going on with this? And then when I dug mm -hmm. deeper and realized what was going on, mm -hmm. um, it is it is quite shocking to visually to, to see this image of someone teaching a class with, again, not to understate it, but extremely large prosthetic breasts. It just, um, I, I can understand why, why people would decide to, to raise this issue to the point of there being a protest. But when I watched the videos uh, that you shared of the protest, it seemed, again, like a protest against everything. So let me just start with this. is When you go to the protest and you're there, did there seem to be a consistent message? Like, is the message, you know, get them out of the school or have this reviewed? Or, you know, what was ultimately the issue that they were protesting? Or was it the cornucopia of issues that it appears to me? It was a, a hodgepodge of things. Uh, and I would say that there were familiar faces who... I recognized from other events mm -hmm. and rallies, uh, as well as people who were there specifically for this issue, mm -hmm. some of whom likely aligned with the Freedom Gang and mm -hmm. others who were completely in separate. Okay. Um, and with the, when we talk the Freedom Gang, you were talking about the I, uh, some of they probably would call themselves freedom fighters, which are against the a lot of the health mandates and you know government power sort of thing. But it's uh, like with the freedom convoy to Ottawa, a lot of that was these people kind of rallying around this kind of image of truckers who are fighting for their freedom. W was the sense that they were kind of rallying around you know the parents fighting this issue yet they were there kind of to talk about vaccines and stuff like is that kind of what you saw happening there were a couple who really piggybacked to use this as an opportunity to to talk about vaccines mm -hmm. um you know there was a speech about critical race theory um uh -oh. so tying into this idea of indoctrination and gender identity and also critical race theory and they're like you know, brainwashing our kids. Um, there was a little bit of climate denialism. Um, you know, there was, so it, it was a mix of things. Um, and also people coming up to me, you know, who recognized me um, and saying, you know, I have so-and-so and so-and-so -and -so who part of the LGBT community, but this is wrong. You know, this is too much. This is, you know, uh, and then there were students as well who came out when when the bell rang, um, some of whom kind of stayed separate and apart, some of whom were clearly anti-protester uh, and others who did take the mic. Uh, so it was, yeah, it was a, a, a mix for sure. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. The protest was over a story that broke earlier in the week about a teacher at the school with what were described as large prosthetic breasts. 
But when we went there to cover the demonstration, a series of issues emerged, including accusations of fake news. The teacher's appearance has upset some students at the school who say it's distracting, inappropriate, and contradicts the school dress code they have to follow. The school board says it's not taking any action, citing human rights concerns. The images of the teacher led to the protest at the school this afternoon. Demonstrators said children should be protected. When we arrived there with a camera, the protesters approached us, objecting to a range of other issues, including vaccines, the Trudeau government and fake media. So we're here to protect our children. This is not okay what's going on. This is too far. Why are you letting them sexualize our children? Fake news. It's all fake news. Fake news. Get out of here. We don't want you here. If you stay here, the next place, the next place I go is CH News. And I'll bring everybody. And I'll block your parking lot. You understand? Like you guys keep saying, I'm just going to stay in the front of you. If you guys keep showing fake news for Trudeau, you're going to pay for it through lawsuits. Why would you bother? We love you guys. Why don't you love us? You tell all the parents that the vaccine is not safe and it is not effective. And children everywhere are coming up with myocarditis. See how this is legal? See how they're not removing us? It's going to come to CH News. We all know it's not safe. We all know it's not effective. So it's not clear how much schoolwork got done at the high school today. There was a bomb threat at one point that turned out not to be credible. The school board didn't return our request for comment. Let's talk through a, a bit of the actual protest. Um, I, we had a massive hurricane in Nova Scotia that started Friday, so I, my entire day on Friday was preparing for that. So I missed a lot of this going uh, going down online in real time. How did you learn there was going to be a protest and what compelled you to go? Uh, there was a flyer circulating. Um, I'm trying to think where I first saw it. It might have been on Instagram, actually. Um, so I, I became aware of it through a flyer. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm not too, too far from Oakville. Okay. So what can I say? I was I was compelled to follow these guys. I don't know that I have a good answer for that. <laughs> you just, um, just I think you're like me. You're just like a weird and wild time, maybe. Yeah, it's you never know what you're going to get. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I just like being there to sort of provide eyes on the ground, because, for example, um, you know, there was one protester who showed up with a slur on his sign and mm. you know was very transparently bigoted mm. um and he actually got chased away by mm. the majority of protesters so that's the kind of thing that i like to be there to see because it's very easy to paint this as a monolithic you know entirely problematic group but there are shades within right um so I, I like being there to to watch and see so if you could start moving away from here because you're causing the scene if you want to go over there where you can have your own side look at i'm just went across the street I moved away yeah, from that's fine so i'm just asking you did i not yeah so let's just go this way so we can get out of here they believe they've been hijacked by the trans agenda to push pedophilia and to sexualize our children why are you letting them sexualize our children? Why can't our kids just be kids? Why is the media here? 
Why are the media here? There's the people talking. This guy's an action provocateur. Don't touch him. Do not touch him. You need to get arrested in two seconds, man, with that sign, because you're causing a disturbance. You're about to get arrested for causing a disturbance in life. Stop stuffing me. Okay, shut me again, and that's it. You're not welcome here. Go. When you get to the scene of the of the protest, I know often your style is to show up as people are gathering. Was that the case here, or did you show up to a packed house already? Yeah, I was surprised actually that there were already um, there was a sizable group, probably a hundred or so okay. adults when I scooted up at around two twenty, two thirty uh, before the bell rang for mm. for the end of the day. Mm. Um, and, you know, they had a speaker and they were kind of gathering around that and there were signs. Um, and the crowd grew when school let out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, buses were like school buses were cutting through. Like there were police who were there already on scene to prevent anyone from really entering the school grounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't actually get to see the setup because... Uh, they they were there a little bit ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, it was fairly short-lived. Uh, at a certain point, it was majority students, probably by 3.30 or so. Um, and that's when I took my leave. As far as the makeup of the protesters and, uh, like, the people that were there that were involved in this, um, at least uh, through what I see on, like, the, the media's reporting of it, it seemed to be... Um, positioned as like the parents of children in the school were leading the protest and were, you know, were protesting on behalf of their children. In reality, when you were there, was was that the sense so that the people there were 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 there um, as parents of children in the school? Or, or could you get a sense of, you know, who was there? I think it was a relatively small fraction of people um, you know, who were parents of children in the school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know for a fact that there were some childless people there mm-hmm. um, and others who are from different parts of Ontario. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't think everyone had kids there. Okay. Uh, there there were definitely some actual parents of kids, mm-hmm. um, but I would say they were mostly of the group that kind of kept a distance from the the freedom gang uh, may have been some interspersed but uh, it was like some of them were in masks like they had their own reasons for being there um and and it was you know an event that i, I don't actually know fully who the organizer was mm-hmm. um but definitely it was majority freedom gang and as far as the the mood there was it was it tense? Was it a kind of party-like atmosphere? Like, what what was the scene like for someone who who hadn't seen these videos? How would you describe this? Uh, there was a bit of tension, as is the case when you have someone on the microphone who's riling other people up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was kind of a nice afternoon, and there was music, and you know the there was a bit of I don't know if I could call it dancing sort of um (laughs) but yeah like it it was not 
necessarily like a entirely hostile vibes. Okay. Um, as far as the remedy that they were looking for, um, there was no real cohesion on that either. Mm-hmm. Um, some people tried to be explicitly, you know, I'm not anti-trans, I'm just anti this situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, others were not as careful or interested in that distinction. Um, you know, lots of allegations about grooming, pedophilia, mm-hmm. and, and I see that in other freedom contexts, but mm-hmm. it was very noticeable here. Yeah, and I've I've watched quite a few of the speakers that were there protesting that way, and I've seen quite a bit of um, pretty obvious, like they're trying to, you know, normalize transitioning mm-hmm. for our children and brainwash you know that mm-hmm. sort of thing i've also like you said people there with the, that weren't involved in the school i saw people you know my um one thing i want to ask you about and I, I don't know if this like where you heard a lot of the the speeches or whatever when people were on the mic but what's going around on the internet far and wide is this kind of i don't know if i would call it theory or what but the, but people are a lot of people are speculating that Last year, something happened in the school where this teacher was um, got in trouble or got on the wrong side with administrative uh, administration about the way they were treating students and inclusiveness and whatnot in their classroom in that this is all being done as like an elaborate troll move by them to, you know, to push the boundaries of what the system will allow. Did, did you hear any anything within the protest that would you know speak to people thinking that this is something that the teacher is doing just to prove a point? Did that come up at all? I've seen sort of the same images, and I think it might be from 4chan. Yeah. Um, so I, I've seen some of that circulating online. I don't recall hearing anything like that at the protest itself. Mm-hmm. Um, admittedly, I was unsure about talking to kids so Mm. i just didn't Mm. um i don't know if i would if i were to go again to kind of see or assess but i'm really mindful of that dynamic right Mm. um so i didn't actually ask and i didn't overhear anything of that nature Mm. um i did overhear conversations um from students about how they were uncomfortable being either in class or passing um, this teacher in the hallway. Um, Some of that sounded quite exaggerated um, and some of it sounded really genuine and even what was exaggerated, you know, there's no correct demeanor for expressing oneself about discomfort, right? But I'm assuming you did talk to a lot of people there. What kind of people were you were you speaking with, and what did what what did they have to say? Like, do you have any interesting memories of people you spoke to while there? What stands out? Uh, like I said, there there were two groups, kind of broadly speaking, in the sense of some who were focused on this issue and may have been able, to some degree, to articulate why that is, but mm-hmm. reiterating that you know. I I am supportive of LGBT rights, etc. And then others who were unconcerned and see this as sort of a, you know, the extreme of wokeism. And this is where the, you know, 
the creep of different identity politics leads us and it, you know are a bit more i don't know if conspiratorial is the right word mm-hmm. um but but really leaning heavy into this idea of indoctrinating kids um so yeah i did i did speak to a bunch of people i spoke to um some parents as well um who did not have kids in this particular class but felt that it was you know it's it's a bad look for the school it's inappropriate um they don't want to see this as a pattern um so that's why they were there okay okay i can understand that and and it is it's a difficult topic and issue to discuss but what I've thought, and I've seen some of your your tweets that, and some of them you took heat for, but ultimately, it seems like, to me, it's not an issue with their gender identity or, um, or, or the fact that, you know, they're born one gender or sex or whatever and identify as another. Like, that's not the issue, but it's more so what they're what they're wearing, how they're dressed, even like I, any teacher with this outfit on or with these types of outfits on, it seems to me that it would be inappropriate. And like, uh, I'm sure it gets brought up a lot is there's a dress code for students that would prevent them from dressing this way and going to class. But it seems like those rules don't follow the teachers. What I guess what I'm wondering is with the conversation and that was happening at the protest through the microphone or just among the crowd. Did it seem to be on point where it's um, protesting the way they're dressing or did it seem to be crossing the line to the fact uh, to protesting the fact that it's a, a trans teacher that's teaching the kids? If you understand what I mean, like how how mm-hmm. clear was the issue that seemed to be being protested? I think it depended on the speaker and there were even speakers who started focused and then kind of it, it got broader and I, I don't know that I explicitly heard no trans teachers, mm-hmm. um, but sentiments that could lead to that conclusion, right? Quietly and peacefully when I saw a transgender man staring at two young girls working out. I erupted in my spirit because it's not right. I went up to the man and stood in front of him and I said, are you a man or a woman? He replied with, I am a woman. I said, you are not, get out. He didn't like my answer. He grabbed his crotch and gave me the finger. With that, I went to the front desk at Good Life and asked for this man to be removed. The front desk lady encouraged me that indeed he would be removed. I went back into the women's section to continue my training. The man came back along with the front desk and told me that I had to be removed because the man had identified with a woman. That was not a woman. There were two offenses made. One with him staring at two girls in the corner. The second with him grabbing his crotch and pointing at the finger at me. So two, two offenses were made. Us women are being pushed down. Us women are being forgotten. We- I just think like so much of it is of this issue is so over the top. Like the fact that the 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 and I don't believe it's like implants. It's like a prosthetic thing that uh, that she's wearing. It's just so large and. So, it's uh, a bib. It looks like to be a, a bib, a fetish bib. 
Yeah, and that was your your tweet. I mentioned I referenced a tweet that got you in a bit of hot water. Um, and, and I I don't know if I if I would say it got you in hot water, but got some people saying screw you, Karima, that kind of thing. But that probably happens to <laughs> you daily. Of my life. Yeah, yeah, whatever. exactly. Okay. <laughs> one, one of the many <laughs> tweets that made that happen on that particular day. But your you you summed it up by saying like something like it's you know this isn't about inclusivity. This is about a teacher wearing fetish wear to school like it was, I, don't, I don't want to put words in your mouth but it was it was something to that something to that effect and i mean um like one consideration is that a prosthetic is designed to replace something mm-hmm. right uh, and you have breast prosthetics in all shapes and sizes but you wouldn't find a medical device that looks like what this teacher is wearing yeah. um you mm-hmm. simply wouldn't so this is something else and it should be considered and treated as such and Mm. it's one thing to express yourself in whatever way when you're off the clock but when you are at work and particularly when that working environment is a school where it you're, you're meant to foster learning and a safe space a space that's safe from harassment and discrimination um choices have to be made and in a way that is professional mm-hmm. uh, and professionalism you know it, it can be wielded as a sword against marginalized people um mm-hmm. you know we see that with for example hair regulations mm-hmm. uh, and how it can be discriminatory uh if, if you don't have it, it you know like particularly for black people um, banning certain hairstyles, for example, right? Mm. So professionalism in and of itself, that's not sacrosanct, but there are basic standards that can be applied. And I think that this type of device where it's clearly not a medical device, mm. um, it, it sexualizes the the classroom experience um, mm. and, and that just is what it is right mm-hmm. but it's it's and we've kind of hinted to this or i guess probably straight up mentioned it as we went here it's just it's such an uncomfortable topic i just I, a school board is so ill-equipped to quickly confront an, a, a situation like this which is probably why it's been going on this long what do you think is going to be the end result of this will there like will there be able to do anything without everybody looking bad at the end of this I mean, it's it's tough because the response to date is a response. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that that's not going to change. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really see it as that complicated an issue if rules were applied evenly and equally and without mm-hmm. a mind to the distraction of the gender identity aspect and i say distraction not in a disparaging way Mm -hmm. but because the actual and and this is assuming the photos and videos have not been doctored in Mm -hmm. some way although i i would imagine the school would say that if Mm -hmm. if that was the case um but it it, uh, regardless of who's wearing it that would not be okay Mm -hmm. so i i there was a missed opportunity to deal with it swiftly Mm -hmm. as a matter of employer employee 
personnel code of conduct and and now where does it go from here it still needs to be dealt with yeah, uh, and I, I wouldn't want yeah. to be making these decisions because I, I think one of the reasons that it needs to be done carefully and meticulously and well thought out is just you don't want to tackle a situation like this in this definitive way that will affect this the, the school and society's ability to truly be inclusive to everybody so I, I i just wonder like i try to play a devil's advocate in thinking of how to how they can handle this and see it from both sides and it's just um i i think it's it's one thing like to if you can consider it an issue where it's a teacher regardless of of gender or sex or anything a teacher wearing sexualized fetish wear like that's obviously not right uh and shouldn't be allowed but how do you put that into some kind of policy that doesn't gray gray a situation where someone transitioning is wearing a prosthetic and you know that that i don't know i don't want to say more reasonable but that's just more like what you would expect or something fortunate something that you might actually find right Um, yeah. I, and, and I, I don't want to oversimplify, but to me, there are prosthetes like uh, that are medical, right? Medical devices, and mm -hmm. it, you're not necessarily buying it from the doctor, but mm -hmm. that's going to have a range of sizes, mm -hmm. and the uppermost size, I suppose, is where we draw that line, mm -hmm. um, and and that's still going to be miles apart from. Uh, what we're seeing in Oakville. Yeah, and so I'm I'm completely ignorant with this, and you probably know more, a lot more about this than me. But if if like I, I get there's the idea of like you know like padded bras and stuff to g give a woman more size or whatever. Where would like where something like what this teacher is seen wearing? If the photos aren't doctored, um, where would you even get something like that? Like how do you have any idea? I think you'd get it from a fetish store. Okay. That's kind of what I was getting at. I was wondering if that was the case because I wouldn't know where else to start. Um, how to, in getting back to the protest. So you, you said you, after school gets out, there's an influx of people because, of course, the buses and the kids and the parents are mm -hmm. coming to pick people up. I think you told me you stuck around till around five o'clock. Am I getting that right? No, um, probably about 3 30 at the okay. school. Yeah. And, so tell me about you leaving, like, because I, I, I know you're not going to scooter out of there when when there's still a lot of action. Like, how, like, what was going on at the point that you started to wrap it up? The adult started to leave, and I did not want to be the last one there. <laughs> <laughs> when you say the adults, was it just a bunch of like high school kids at this point? Yeah, like it, it was mostly high school kids by the time I left. Um, and yeah, I'm using the term adult loosely. I definitely did not want to be the oldest person left there okay uh, um now i know you run in these circles uh, amongst you know freedom fighters and all this uh, these kind of online circles um what has been the discourse since this protest like what are you seeing online what are people saying about this and, and are people looking at it from both sides are you seeing people that are supportive of this of this teacher's ability or right to dress this way in a classroom or does it seem to be all the other side you'd think at least a few of the freedom uh aligned people would 
be supporting this individual's freedom of expression. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've not seen that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been roundly condemning mm-hmm. um, what's happening uh, in in the school. Um, the 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 waters are muddied. So it in the same way that the actual protest had a bunch of unrelated ideas that are all shoehorned together but you know find home under the same umbrella that's the online discourse as well Mm -hmm. um and and my concern is that it it flattens the issue quite a bit uh, in such a way that it's it's not a stretch to see how how it is either in and of itself transphobic, some of the stuff that's being said, uh, mm-hmm. or leads down that path. Mm-hmm. Uh, so overall, the situation, far from advancing rights uh, as far as gender identity, um, I-, I think has been quite harmful. Um, mm-hmm. and-, and hopefully, you know, that gets nipped in the bud but just this morning I saw that Rebel News has a mm. petition and at the time I looked there were maybe 13,000 signatures to get this teacher fired cool. and that's the worst case scenario of mob justice through populist right-wing news mm. outlet hunting mm. this person down who has already been misidentified so yeah the school board had to release a statement saying like the name you're using it's not the that's that teacher's not involved in this and that's that's terrifying so Mm -hmm. like this has not been good Mm -hmm. i would say like any any story like this that gains this much attention online naturally there's going to be some people who kind of turn it into this sort of like witch hunt kind of scenario i i just think the situation is so sensitive, delicate, and important that I think like cooler heads need to prevail. But mm-hmm. it's um, you know someone is going to have a really difficult kind of conversation and decision to make. But I think it is an important one because it's you know they, these are big issues that are new. Like something like this, I'm sure has never happened before. At least not nothing I could ever find or I've been able to find is anything even remotely like this situation i'll definitely be interested to see Mm -hmm. how it plays out and the landscape is also it's it's tricky because there is a concerted effort to roll back education and curriculum on gender identity and different types of sexuality like that's really happening and Mm. you know there are candidates who are platforming on that for trustee positions and so on so forth so the timing is also kind of suspect. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but I'll, like, I, I think one thing that's been lacking is no one has heard from the teacher. As far as I could see, they have never spoke publicly, issued any kind of statements. Uh, a lot of people are under the impression that they're doing this to make a statement one way or another. Um, if that was the case, you would think they would have issued or, or spoke publicly in, in one fashion or another. So a part of me kind of feels feels bad for if the situation is just someone trying to live their life, although in an extreme way, and they've gotten kind of caught in the crossfires like this. But I guess that's a whole other issue that, 
Yeah, I don't know. I just I'm trying to have it make sense in my head. And the only way this whole thing makes sense, I think, is someone trying to prove a point. Uh, but I don't know what that point is. I don't know if you've had kind of a similar battle in your mind. I just don't know what to make of it. Yeah, I, I'm very reluctant to speculate because I, I simply don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the best case scenario is this is a, an extreme lack of judgment. Well said. All right. Well, we'll we'll start wrapping this up. But before we do, um, you, you put up a lot of photos and videos from your time at the protest. I'm sure people listening are going to want to see them. Where can they find all the crazy stuff you get up to? I'm most active on Twitter at Karima Rules. That's C-A-R-Y-M-A-R-U-L-E-S. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn at Karima Sad. Political cartoons. Do you, do you do that in like digital kind of pen thing, like digital painting? It, it is digital art. I'm not the illustrator. So okay. my role is to conceptualize and provide the artistic okay. direction, okay. kind of pl- plot it out. And then uh, I outsource the, the artwork. Um, but thank you. Yeah, I have a lot of fun with mixing art and law and media. You, you get up to a lot. Uh, what's next for you? Is there a, you got plans in the next few days to attend some wild thing that I'm going to read about in the news? Well, they're going back to the school tomorrow morning. Um, Are you going to be there? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I know they're going back to the school tomorrow. So we'll see if there's anything that comes of that. Um but municipal election um, has been on my radar, so I'm kind of following Toronto and Brampton and, you know, a couple of other interesting things in Ontario So and beyond, actually. Um, so, yeah. I want to thank you for joining Karima and I for a discussion surrounding the Oakville Trafalgar High School protest. This story, as you can imagine, is difficult for a cis male to cover, but I think it's both interesting and important, and I think it certainly leaves us with a lot to ponder. I have no idea how this is going to end, I only hope it ends in a way that makes society better and more comfortable for everyone, regardless of gender, age, religion, or any other thing that seems to divide us. And with that, I'll wrap up this episode, but before we part, I'm gonna give some thanks. First, a big thanks to Karima for sharing an evening with me and with you, the listeners of Nighttime. A shout out to Monty Data, who contributes the music for this episode. But lastly, and most importantly, I have a heartfelt thanks to everyone who listens to Nighttime, as without your interest and your support, this show would be as pointless as it would be impossible. But with that said, keeping the show alive is and has always been an uphill battle. So if you want to help take a bit of weight off the show's back, make sure you're listening on the premium feed. And not only does the premium feed make the show possible, it'll give you more of each topic than you'll find here on the free feed as I'm adding exclusive content regularly. So for about the price of a cup of coffee, help keep the show alive at patreon.com slash nighttimepodcast. And on the topic of the premium feed, let me thank the newest subscribers, Debbie, Lorena, Keegan, and April, thank you for your generous support. And for anyone else who'd like to support the show but can't do it with a premium feed subscription, you can give me a huge hand by simply sharing this episode on social media and letting like-minded friends know what we're doing here. If you have any story ideas, if you want to give feedback on the show, you can reach me at nighttimepodcast.com. You can reach me at nighttimepodcast.com. I hope to hear from you. But until then, take care of each other. Hug your loved ones tight. Let me know if you see anything weird.
The Nighttime Podcast is written, hosted, and produced by Jordan Bonaparte. Just want to say I'm really proud of you guys for standing up what you believe in. Um, we've been standing up for a lot of different things um, in our country. As you guys have seen around the world, they've uh, plastered my face all over. And um, they made me look like a bad guy for standing up against freedom, standing up for what you guys believe in. And I want to make a bright future for my children and for you guys and for your children. So we've got to, uh, you know, practice our integrity and have, uh, you know, exactly what you guys are doing. Come out and standing up. And uh, people are looking up to you guys, just like Rob said. You're going against the grain, but you are going to make a difference. The future is yours, and I, uh, I appreciate all your hard work, guys. God bless you all. Freedom! Freedom! If you ever need a roofer, you call me. Yeah.